Welcome to the Lessons Learned Podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode 23 of the Lessons Learned podcast. On this week's episode, we are diving into all things online friendship and how showing up IRL can be incredibly powerful in the relationships we build. So I am a queen of making new friends online. I love reaching out to people who I admire, who I think are doing dope shit and telling them that I think that they're dope and doing dope shit. (laughs) And that tends to be an incredible recipe for me in terms of getting to meet and know incredible humans across the world. And this weekend, I, or this week, I came to LA because one of my online, semi-online friends, uh, Rupi Kaur, was filming her streaming special here in LA. Wow. So I want to set the scene for you. There's a few things I'm going to share in this episode when it comes to how do you pitch someone to be your friend online? What does that look like? What are some things you can say? We'll get to that near the end. I'm going to share about how even if you feel the fear, it's so important to go through with pushing send anyways when it comes to these friendship pitches, but also when it comes to the opportunities to deepen friendships IRL. I'm also going to talk about how while our in real life friendships with the people we've known our whole lives can be anchoring and the things that make us whole and feel seen and incredible in our lives, our online friendships get to be aspirational. They get to almost be reflective of who it is we want to become. And finally, I'm going to just share a little bit about what this week was like for me coming to L.A., Um, a little bit more about proximity to possibility, what it was like to actually see Rupi do this and the seeds that it planted in my own brain. So let's dive in and we're going to do a lot of that in reverse order. (laughs) So to set the scene for you, I, for those of you watching, you can see me here in my LA hotel room. Welcome, welcome. And it's pretty, I tried to set this up the best I could aesthetically. Um, It's been a really great couple of days and last week we had a couple of things happen familially that threw me for a loop and just like took a lot of time and energy and love and care to to step up for and respond to and as any of you who have big families or have gone through any family situation that is intense that requires time care attention love you know it can be draining. And if you can hear it in my voice, I am tired tonight. It's 11 o'clock, which is technically 2 a.m. on the East Coast for me, but I just wanted to sit down and share with you and talk with all of you and just give you a little bit of the lessons I've learned in making new friendships and having them turn into some of the most important relationships in my life. So... I flew in 
after facing this resistance from last week with the familial challenges and like the things that we were going through as a family, which I'm so proud of my family. I'm so proud of everything we've come through to date, but also just how beautifully we've rallied together in the face of the new challenge that's in front of us and how deeply we love each other and care for each other. It's not easy to be loving, caring, compassionate, thoughtful, and to just step up. But my family has really done that in the last week. And so there's a deep gratitude I have for that. And I just wanted to express that here today for myself and just for all of you to take a second to reflect on the thing that you're most grateful for, whether it's family or not. But like, that's a deep gratitude I have this week. So I, I wasn't going to come. I was going to cancel this trip. Like on Friday night, Mitch came home from work and I was just so overwhelmed. And I was planning this trip around a commitment that I made back home. So part of this period of my life has been how do I create a routine that I can commit to while planning something major in my life that is shiny and, and big and all those things that I love when it comes to career that I know is going to help amplify this show, the conversations that we have, while also maintaining a semblance of a normal life. And an anchor for me in this quote-unquote normal life has been playing volleyball every Thursday in a local adult recreational league in Ottawa. Or recess for adults is the tagline of the of the um, league. And we were signing up for a tournament on Saturday. And I had made that commitment before the dates were released for Rupee Special. And it was two nights in LA for Rupee Special, the 22nd and 23rd, a Saturday and a Sunday. And my tournament tournament was on the Saturday. And so I proceeded to decide, and it was hard for me to decide. I was like, I'm going to stay for the Saturday. I'm going to play this tournament. And then that night I'm going to fly to Toronto. And then the following day on Sunday, I'll fly from Toronto to LA. And as that travel plan creeped closer, I realized that in an effort to maintain the semblance of normalcy and play volleyball, which I love and adore, and stay in my routine that I care about and just like move my body and play the sport that I really care about. I didn't account for overscheduling, which is what I did in that situation. Life happening, which is what happened with our family, things that came up and then the level of exhaustion I would feel, which I totally felt exhausted. So when Friday rolled around, I looked at Mitch and I was like, I don't think I can pull this off. I don't think I can go to LA. And he was like, okay, let's let this give yourself permission to say no. And sometimes I feel like in our lives, we often just need to give ourselves permission to say no and then see how the chips fall. So when I became open to the possibility of not coming, I had a sense of relief that way that washed over my body and allowed me to relax more and just kind of sit in the puzzle. We were making the same puzzle that I talked about on last week's show. It's still not done, but we're getting closer. But that's what I had channeled my energy into on Friday because it was a pivotal day in the familial things that had come up. And also it was a pivotal day in me deciding, was I going to go through with this trip to LA? And so when I gave myself permission to say no, I just felt so much relief. And so ask yourself the thing that you're battling with in your mind, in your heart, in your life right now, what happens if you just said no or gave yourself the possibility of saying no? What would come up for you? How much could you relax? What level of anxiety would you go down to? What relief would you feel? And when I gave myself permission to say no, I slept 
or when we were going to bed uh, hours later, I kind of realized, I was like, you know what? Letting that weight fall off my, like be released from my shoulders and having a little piece of this familial thing resolve. Like, I feel like I have enough brain space and capacity to maybe make this thing happen. So I started packing and then I realized I didn't have an outfit that I liked enough for this event. Um, And I was like, okay, would I be able to change my flight? And so I looked at flight possibilities and I realized I didn't have to leave Saturday night. I could in fact leave Sunday morning at 9.45 and still land in LA at 3.30 with the show starting at 6 p.m. And I was like, great, this is... I know I'm still over scheduling, but I know I can make this work. And so I made the commitment to that travel schedule. And then we played the tournament, which I haven't played a grand total of four hours of volleyball in one day in a very long time. (laughs) And my knee's been acting up. Someone told me it could be runner's knee. I'm going to physio every week trying to figure it out. But man, it was a little bit painful that day. But we made it all the way from quarterfinals to semifinals. And then we lost the semifinal game because we ran out of time. So the other team was up two points. We had each won one set. It was bittersweet, but oh my God, it was good volleyball. And it just felt so good myself. I'm a setter. um, And I've been playing the dedicated setter role for this season. And just to feel so responsible to the team and our success on the court for those sets and those games, like I just love that like shocker type A personality over here loves being the setter who gets second ball on every play who is like setting up the major hitters like classic hey that's me major type A um (laughs) but I'm okay with it and it helps me like move my body get anxiety out of my body and play something fun and you know when you're screaming and shouting on court like those aren't things you can conventionally do in your day-to-day life unless you live with me Mitch and Papa Joe and our cousin Nathan when we are just shouting strange noises around our house at all day because we find it funny um, but the average household that's not okay but there is a, such a catharsis that I find when I can do that on a court so I'm really glad I stayed for Saturday but I have not played four hours of volleyball like that in my in, not in my life because I played tournaments when I was younger but in a long time and I was like oh man I am getting old <laughs> like so I'm going to figure this out because I want to play a couple more tournaments, but I just need to figure out what the routine is to keep the body warm and all of that. But this is not an episode about volleyball. So we're going to get back to back on track. So then that night I went and got my nails done at the local mall and I was able to go to Aritzia and find some really cute outfits that I was very happy about and that I didn't fully photograph on Sunday at the event because I was like "Mm, I'm gonna wear this on tour (laughs) so you're you're gonna have to wait for the full reveal of that outfit for when I'm actually on tour but then I woke up Sunday morning and off I went on this flight and landed at the flight was slightly delayed so I landed later than I thought I would but then came to the hotel checked in got ready in 25 minutes and I used the last like hour of my flight to do a full face of makeup I packed my makeup in my carry-on um, and it just felt so nice to do something so self-carry on the flight after like being so go, go, go for the last like 10 days prior to that. Um, and then landed and got to the venue, opened my Uber door. And then there was Deepika, who was my date for the night. Deepika Mutiala from Live Tinted, who is an incredible founder of a inclusive beauty brand um, and who whose company I'm an investor in. And then began 
what I can only describe as a truly unforgettable, powerful night. I've been talking to Rupi and Rocky, her manager, who is also an incredibly dear friend of mine, uh, for two years as they've been having this dream of getting Rupi a streaming special. And they've been focused on Netflix, and that's that's the goal for where this is going to end up going. But to be in that room, to see the set design, to see the intention of how the show was written, how it was pulled together, the artistry of the graphics that were going during the show, you're going to be floored when you see this wherever it lands. Prayers up for Netflix. But there was something incredible to see Rupi on that stage having brought this entire production to life with the support of her incredible team and Rocky and the producers and everyone involved from Hollywood perspective on that production. And last week we talked about proximity to possibility and how being on stage with Michelle Obama showed me what my purpose and what I'm here to do. While being within this proximity to possibility and seeing Rupi bring this dream to life alongside the whole team, my jaw dropped. And all I could think about in some instances, like in between the poems or when I was just looking at the theater, was our tour. And thinking of, wow, I get to start thinking about the lineup and what I want to say before the guests come out, how I want to open each event how I want to inspire each of you with my words and beingness on that stage and the community and the space that I get to build with all of you across North America. Seeing Rupi on stage, it just made me believe so much more in myself and my dream. And it made me so fucking grateful for my friendship with Rocky and Rupi, with being able to see her walk through the last four years of her life and Rocky through her life and see what it takes to make some of the biggest dreams come to life. And the reason that, for those of you who don't know who Rupi Kaur is, she's a New York Times bestselling author and poet. Her book, Milk and Honey, has sold, I believe, well over, dare I say, 12 million copies. It was on the New York Times bestseller list for over two years. And she self-published it at first, sold something like 20,000 copies on her own before getting picked up by a publisher. When Milk and Honey started to scale, the publishing industry coined a term called the core effect, as in Rupi Core, the core effect, because sales in every genre of poetry went up across the board as Milk and Honey started selling more and more. Some of your favorite poets on Instagram um, very well may have been inspired by that whole movement of women and writers on uh, Instagram who were coming up at the same time as Ruby. Um, And it's incredible to see that ripple effect take place. So Ruby filming this streaming special will be a trailblazer because this has never happened before, to my knowledge. A special for a poet, the equivalent of a comedy special with all your favorite comedians that you see on Netflix on other streaming services. Brene Brown is one of like the only out of comedy genre people who I've seen on a streaming platform have their own special. 
So when this sells and when it gets sold to a streaming platform, it's going to be the first of its kind. That's a big fucking dream that I just saw two of my best friends bring to life. I am so inspired and proud and just floored that I got to witness that. And it's that that reminds me of like, feel the fear and do it anyways. So how did I end up in that room in the first place? How did I establish a relationship with Rocky and then be introduced through Rocky to Rupi? How did we become friends all those years ago? It started with a Twitter DM, <laughs> a direct message on Twitter. Rocky Mutta is one of my best friends <laughs> and is now Rupi's manager and business partner and is an incredible human and just, and a new mom. And Zaravar, her son of two months, was here on this trip and I got to cuddle him even in the venue and it was amazing to be like, hey, little baby Z, you're seeing history in the making. Welcome. Like, wow, what a way to also have your first international trip to, to California. But it started with a Twitter DM. So Rocky uh, produced and created, directed a web series called Anarchy. And it was about a young woman in Brampton, K-Ray, get in Rye, uh, that's not the character's name, but uh, who was just going through the trials and tribulations of heartbreak and being a young South Asian woman in Brampton. And I just became obsessed with the series. And so I watched and like I binged the whole first season. And then after I was done, I, and it's available on YouTube if you want to check it out, Anarkali, A-N-A-R-K-L-I or K-A-L-I, Anarkali, and um, I just DM'd Rocky on Twitter, and I was just, here, I'm going to actually pull up the tweet because, or the DM because I have it here. I said, happy Halloween, and this was October 2015. I very much admire your work and commitment to transformative media with Punjabi and Sikh women and beyond. I would love to connect and jam. I feel we have similar paths and passions that may one day align. Enjoy the night. And Rocky replied the next day, or that same day, actually, eight minutes later, and said, Hi, Komal, happy Halloween to you as well. Thank you for sharing such kind words. Always love to connect with other like-minded individuals. I said, fantastic. I'm going to be in Toronto November 19th for a few days for meetings. If you're in the city, I'd love to take you out. I'll send a message your way closer to the date. And so that date approached, and I messaged her, and we went out. And then shortly thereafter, she was on my... Uh, air mattress in my apartment in Brooklyn and we spent a weekend together and thus began our five-year-long friendship now which is crazy to think about and it was such an important time in both of our lives I was in New York building Dream Girl our documentary film about female entrepreneurs Rocky had just finished season one and potentially two of Anarchy and was starting season three uh, production for season three and Rupi was on the up and up. Milk and Honey was starting to take off. The publishers were coming in. And it was around that time, shortly thereafter, that Rocky brought Rupi over to my place in Brooklyn and we just spent an evening together. It was after I was had been diagnosed with cancer. We just like literally went into the depths of life with one another. And Rocky and I were reflecting on this today and it was just like, what made us connect so much to each other? And we realized it's just the depth we were willing to go to with each other. 
how much we were willing to share, like how much of our own self-exploration we've done and our own healing work that we've done internally that has allowed us to more deeply connect with the people around us and want to have more meaningful conversations. And it was just from that DM on Twitter that this friendship began. And we've gone through periods where I've learned so much from Rocky and Rupi and have been able to share so much of myself with them. They were in the room for the Michelle Obama interview. They were in the room for the White House premiere, for the New York premiere of Dream Girl. I was there for the launch of book two, for the streaming special, just trying to show up for each other in every way that we possibly could. Because it's not like we had to tout sisterhood. Sisterhood was intrinsic in who we are. And it was just the baseline requirement for friendship for us. It was, we are now sisters. And what do sisters do for each other? They show the fuck up. And they support one another, come hell or high water. That's my baseline operating principle when it comes to new friendships and old friendships is show the fuck up, care about this person, go all in with them. So when I'm talking about making friendships online, it's it's not just like, now I know this person, this is great. It's no, I genuinely want this person to be someone important in my life. I care about what they create. I admire, I admire what they create. I admire their values, who they are in the world. And the thing is with social media now, we get to know so much about each other that you can kind of vet people before you want to bring them into your orbit. And that that's a beautiful thing. And that people do just want you to slide into their DMs so that they can continue to grow themselves. I remember like my friends and I joking about like how there was that hashtag going around of like no new friends. And I was like, no, all of the new friends all of the time like being able to establish and bring new people into your life like there's no other way to stay motivated to grow to expand your horizons to continue to expand your mind than doing that and my relationship and friendship that has evolved with Rocky and Rupi over the last five years is a key example and reminder of that to me when I now even consider pursuing new friendships it's like always just go for it and see what happens because not everyone you DM or write to online is going to become your best friend, but a lot of them might become really important people in your life. You just never know. So at this point, I want to ask you, who is the person that you want to reach out to online? Who's someone you've admired from afar that you think you'd actually be really great friends with? And I want to challenge you to reach out to them. And so you might be wondering, what do I say? And I talked about my pitch formula for pitching Michelle Obama live in that lineup at in Colorado last year but my friendship pitch is a little bit different than that that level of pitch so this is my formula for sliding into someone's dms when you have friendship on your mind (laughs) number one make sure you know about the person Make sure you genuinely care about what they've created, you've genuinely been inspired by something they've done, that you have seen yourself in maybe something they've created. I always lead with what I've admired about the person, what about them connects with me. Um, And this is if you're going cold, if you're like ready to go all in and just like share a piece of your heart with someone like I did with Rocky was sharing about like having binged anarchically, um, this is what I would recommend. Then there's an alternate path of like slowly building up through just commenting on their things, but we'll get to that second after after we talk about this for a second. 
So share about why you admire them. How did their work impact your heart? How did their work impact your life? And then just say like, I, I so admire the work that you've created in the world and it's really touched my heart and I work in a similar space and I would love to just stay in touch with one another. And just like me, when once um, Rocky replied to my message, I, I followed up with, I'm going to be in your city during X dates. I'd love to take you out. And a lot of people are like, you know, this isn't about mentorship or, you know, this is a peer that you see who you are like, no, we're going to be friends. This isn't like someone that you're putting on a pedestal and are seeing as someone who's going to show you the way and, and handhold you through your career. Like this isn't the mentorship sponsorship side of things this is a friendship and so when I say take you out it's not because I want anything from the person it's literally because I think we should spend time together and yes be thoughtful of people's time all those things but I also think like to build a friendship you need time IRL together and that could also be a zoom call I've had plenty of people reach out to me who are interested in being friends and we just started with a simple zoom call so the step one is sharing your admiration for the person, just sharing that you'd love to stay in touch or connected because you're so admired, admire their work and think one day things will align for you to work together or spend time together. And then suggest a connection IRL or via Zoom so that you guys can get to know each other. And it's as simple as that. And then you feel the fear and the worry and what are they going to say? Are they going to reply? Are they not? What's going to happen? And then you push send. Easy peasy pumpkin squeezy. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Maybe it's just because I'm tired. But it's a simple two-step process. Your admiration, your belief in the alignment of you together. I guess it's three steps. And then the ask for time to spend together. And then you're really going to get to know each other on that first call, just like sharing what about their work you loved. They're going to share, they're going to at that point very likely have checked you out. And if they haven't, then it gives you an opportunity to share about yourself. And then just start chatting online, start commenting on their stuff, start sharing their work um, and continue to build the friendship from there. But it really can be that easy. If you feel compelled by someone's work and what they do, reach out. Like even so many of, of you listeners have reached out to me and I, I would call you my friend, Rhea, who was part of Core Space back in the day. She and I met IRL at the Chronicon conference and she's someone who like I very much think of as, as a friend from afar because we got to build this relationship online and then finally got to meet in person. And so this is something that I would challenge you to do. Who is someone IRL or sorry, online or IRL if you're up for it, um, who you feel compelled to reach out to someone who reflects to you the possibility of who you might become who you want to become in the world and who you'd be interested in spending time with I challenge you this week to reach out to that person and if and when you do slide into my dms and tell me all about it so I can share it here next week <laughs> so I'm also going to briefly talk about this second way of, re of reaching out and building up friendship is literally just commenting on people's photos and like sliding into their DMs when you think they're doing something funny in their stories. And from there, slowly building it into more and more conversation. Questions, sharing that you love what they do, but like having that be the warm entry point with the comments and just emojis that you're sending their way when they're sharing their stories on Instagram. And obviously my tips for outreach to people are Instagram specific, but you can also do this via email on other social platforms. But just this is my encouragement to you to just be courageous when it comes to who you want to spend time with. And I want to dive into this little piece around like your 
IRL friends can be your foundational people, but your online friends can be your aspirational people. When we look at the world online, we have access to so much more, so much more possibility in terms of who and what it is we might want to become next. As you're diving deeper into your purpose, your why, your part of yourself of that thing that you know you're here to create in the world, once you get closer and closer to that, you're going to feel compelled to reach out or to connect with certain types of people because of the kind of work that they're doing that's reflective of the things that you know to be true about yourself, whether it's your values, your creativity, the ways you like to create, the work that you like to do, the industries that you're, you're you know, being called more and more to. This is your opportunity to aspire, to say, I'm not, the per- I'm not immersed in this thing yet, but this person this person there's something intriguing about them that I want to spend more time around and be immersed in so I'm just going to reach out to this person and the friends that you build online can help you reflect and become more of who you know you want to be and it's all about the company that we keep we know that I've had this everybody in the self-development space says this at one point or another Um, or in life you're the average of the five people you spend time with most Um, and I genuinely believe that, but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I also consider the time I spend with people online consuming their content and things like that as part of their equation. And I do like to keep that standard high, that average high. And, but the people online are the ones who help me aspire because like I share, I live in the middle of carp, but I actively chose that life because I knew through online connection I could stay connected to the city centers, the people, the drive, the hustle, the creativity, the innovation, the vision that I am fueled by. And my hypothesis has proved to be true. I can build these friendships online with these incredible trailblazers and still have the life that I want in the place that I want to be. And so as you're building your online friendships and community online, let it be aspirational. Let yourself want to be that higher, better, more whatever version of yourself that you're excited to become and not from a place of self-hate or like diminishment of your actual life, but just out of a place of possibility. What would it look like if I became friends with this person who I admire because they do X things? We're allowed to think of our new relationships in that way. We're allowed to want those things. We're allowed to want to be elevated by the people we are engaging with online. I think that's a beautiful part of what the internet is providing us and something we should lean into more. In this situation as well that I want to name is like with having met Rocky via Twitter, Rocky co-signed for me and invited Rupi over to my place and we hung out and had burritos one night in Brooklyn. And so when you are looking, I wasn't even, I was so enamored by Rocky at the time. I didn't even realize like that you know, I would become friends with Rupi one day. I was just getting acquainted with Rupi's work. It was really just, I was hungry. And if we're talking about aspiration at the time, I felt deprived of my own culture at the time. I felt deprived of connection to a brown sisterhood, connection to sick women, to like, what is it going to look like in my adult life to create and have friendships with other sick women? And when I saw what Anarkali was and what Rocky had built with Anarkali and created with helping me feel so seen in my complex life as a first-gen Canadian woman, South Asian woman, I was floored. It made me believe that this could be a person who I could know for a long time in my life 
and who could help me feel more seen as a creative and a creator as a South Asian woman. And I wasn't wrong. And so the friends that you're going to start reaching out to online, you never know who they're going to co-sign you with in terms of the other friends you're going to make down the line. And it turns into a domino effect. And so this is a beautiful way for you to shift and transform the people you're spending time with. It's a way for you to become, like to build that proximity to possibility by seeing people online, your new friends, like really going for their dreams and building the life of their dreams. It's truly like such an incredible thing to do. So now I want to take you back into that theater. As I'm sitting next to Deepika, this woman I admired from afar for so long, and as I'm crying and she holds my arm because the tears pouring down my face when Rupi shares a poem about her mother and all I can think about is my mother and the familial things that happened last week and how much strength she gave me. And I looked at Deepika and then we walked to the after party after and saw Rakhi and Zaravar, her son, and then got to meet Natalie again, whom I invited to the event, Natalie's Outlet Online, who is an incredible YouTuber. And spent the night diving into life and conversation with Deepika and Natalie and others as they came in and out of our conversation. I built two more meaningful, deep friendships. From the domino effect of the two incredible friendships I established five years ago. For me, this moment, all that comes to my mind and in my heart that is to be said is stay open to possibility. Stay open to new friendships. Stay open to new connections. If I didn't show up because I was afraid or just, I mean, I don't want to undervalue like when we are exhausted and need to listen and say no, but in this situation, coming was 100% the right choice. When you open yourself up and feel the fear and let yourself do the scary thing anyways, the hard thing anyways, the thing that might feel too challenging to show up for, especially when it comes to friendship and new connections and new spaces you want to occupy. I genuinely don't think you're ever going to regret it. I don't. Celebrating one of my closest, most amazing friends on Sunday night led me to just feeling so loved, so connected, so aware of my own power and strength. Seeing her strength on that stage and Rocky's strength in how she's helped lead the business end of things and so much more and everyone in that room, it just helped elevate me and my mindset. And so let yourself be courageous in reaching out to people that inspire you. The people you know are your peers. The people who when you think about reaching out to them, you're not intimidated because you know your equals you know that one day they're going to be an important part of your life and you an important part of theirs. Never undervalue what you have to offer. Never undervalue the power of connection. And always remember to stay open and allow yourself to be a part of someone's life. It's truly the greatest gift. The day after the show, we all got to hang out together and I made a couple new friends, Amrit and Amrita, who are amazing. And we all just jammed and held space for each other and got to heal through conversation and learn through conversation. And it's a conversation I, I wouldn't have even had access to a few years ago 
had I not had the courage to write that message. So when I look back, it's with deep gratitude for my past self, for her courage for reaching out, her courage for aspiring for a community of people like her, and for her courage of becoming the person that she knew she was supposed to be, surrounded by the kind of people she knew she wanted to be around. So reach out to that person, not just for you today, but for you tomorrow. Build that life that you've always dreamt of. Build that community that you know you're meant to have and worthy of. Find your people, hold them close, and love them so hard. And show the fuck up for them. I'm never going to forget this week. It's time for me to go to bed, my beautiful people. I love all of you. I hope you have a wonderful week. And remember to let me know who you message and what their response is because we are about to start a friendship domino effect. If that's a thing, we're making it a thing. Tell me about your friendship pitches. Let's go. Until next time. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow me, Komal, check me out on Instagram at K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S or the show at LessonsLearned.co. And if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show, then slide into our DMs and submit there or on the website along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always, I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys. Bye!